0: Welcome back everyone to R2Cast number 53. Today we have, um, well, I guess somewhat of an old family friend. Uh, the guest we have on today is probably one of those people in farming that I've certainly been aware of since a very young kid uh, and albeit with the R2Cast we have a lot of people on that I've never heard of or never known until a few weeks before. Um, so quite quite a special one in that sense this week. So today we have, I'm sure a lot of you know her, uh, Jane Harrower, Jane, if you'd like to say hello. Hi. Before we get on in to another excellent episode of the
1: R2Cast, I would just like to thank the sponsor for the show today, The Scottish Farmer, a weekly magazine highlighting everything you need to know regarding the Scottish agricultural industry, whether it's breaking news, events happening in the sector, market reports, classified ads, or just wholesome stories, happening in the industry.
0: The Scottish Farmers got it for you. So, um, I mean, Jane has done everything in farming as we'll get into over the next however long. Um, And albeit she seems to think she hasn't and is a bit nervous that this isn't going to be a fantastic episode, it absolutely will be. Um, I'm certainly looking forward to getting into it. Before I do, however, I'm going to throw out a few disclaimers you will notice. It's a different background to usual. I am not in the flat in Dumfries. I am back on our working as a tour guide Uh, so I'm living at mum and dad's house for the time being and that does mean that the phone might go off, the boiler might get loud, that clock will go off twice, we have people in the B&B so they might ring the bell, mum and dad might appear Um, so there's quite a few things that might happen so um, I'll just get that out here before I start ruining the whole episode from that but enough of that, Um, Jane could you tell us a bit about your background, were you from farming? Was farming always something you thought you would be in or was it not that, not the case?
2: Well, I'm originally from Ayrshire, born and brought up in a beef and sheep farm eh, with mum and dad. Um, and can't believe how things have turned out because it's really not what I thought we'd be doing. Um, married my husband back in um, 98, and living in German farm, beef and sheep farm, um, outside of German, and started off with chickens, um, because my husband Craig was always into that, and it's just sort of escalated from there, really. Um, certainly didn't think this is where I would be.
0: So, <laughs> so you've went from beef and sheep farm to beef and sheep farm, was a bit more? Uh, what was the thing, you thought you might have found yourself well, in or was there not a thing
2: there wasn't really a thing and um, did a bit of secretarial stuff admin that kind of thing still doing that now is in the farming sense but um yeah chickens really was definitely not where i thought i would be um, And <laughs> but glad it is because i love it
0: well you, you can't you can't ask for much more and to be honest with a lot of the guests we have have on the podcast that they're like you know two or three years ago or whenever they started they're like you know I would never see myself doing this and uh, normally the reason I've got in touch with them is because they've been doing it for some time and they are enjoying it so it's, it's good to hear that, that you are. Um, you met, met your husband Craig, uh, how did you meet him? Was that through Young Farmers or something like that?
2: Kind of, the Royal Highland Show has got a lot to answer for. <laughs> in, a, in a good way of course. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's where we met, so sort of through young farmers, and and yeah, a long while ago. Now the, rest married, of the
0: rest is history.
2: Yeah, we married 25 years next year, so quite a long time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, what young farmers were you in?
2: Yeah, I was in Dunlop, and right. Craig was in, in Strathendrick at that time, which is obviously... Now your they made to the three S's, but yeah, it's, back in the day.
0: Yeah, well, that's it. Do you know when they went together? Because I've always just known them as the three S's.
2: I, like, I think it was after Craig left. It was sort of some time, because it was really, they were struggling in this area. There wasn't a lot in this area at all eh, for Strathendrick. Um, and yeah, so that's why they kind of, it was definitely after Craig had sort of passed. Um, yeah. Through, um, and now now our daughters go well. The, the youngest two go to Lochlomond Young Farmers, which is uh, much to his I'm <laughs> Not happy with
0: that at all.
2: <laughs> well, is it, it.
0: well I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure it's done. Young Farmers still a thing? No, sure no, no, it's
2: not not there anymore either. I think everyone in that area goes to Comores.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I assume over the years there's been a lot of smaller clubs disappear and sort of become part of the bigger ones. I mean, I'm from Arran, obviously it, it doesn't exist, but we, we didn't go anywhere else. We just pretended that we were part of something when we weren't. Um, They're
2: not Arran Young Farmers. I thought they were So
0: There was, let me just write right, Young Agricultural Society or something along those lines up until 1993. And then in 2015, I started the Young Farmers up and did the whole chairperson, secretary, treasurer for about 18 months, and uh, then we got it going, and then people fell out, and it was just it was so, such a small group, it, it didn't happen, which was a shame, it, because it would have been good uh, to get some local youngsters into things, but here, yeah, it's, it's the way it is, unfortunately, and you know, <laughs> we can maybe have another pop out at it some other time, but um, yeah, you mentioned uh, the Highland Show has a lot to answer for, and maybe the viewers would quite like to Here's some embarrassment for me. Um, at the Highland Show, uh, which at the minute is about a month ago from recording, but when this comes out, it'll be about six or seven weeks. Um, I maybe embarrassed myself a wee bit in front of Jane and family, but uh, that was uh, for, <laughs> for us to keep between ourselves. Um,
2: <laughs> what was that? I'm saying nothing. <laughs> they did, me, they did me tell me that I was to make sure you did have your zip up.
0: <laughs> that's no no that sounds so much worse than it actually was <laughs> <laughs> that can i just clarify it is not as bad as that sounds i promise um it, it was no, it embarrassing was, it, but it, is... was,
2: it wasn't that bad
0: <laughs> this is the good thing about have been doing a podcast from chest up you don't have to see any of these things um did you get involved in much for young farmers jay
2: um not not Really well. We help. We sort of help out um, the children, the girls, when they're, they're involved, in the young farmers because they are both involved. Last year we did a, for the home and young farmers we did a, a pig race. So they they were doing like a kind of um, like event. They they we had chicken race and a pig race, and we filmed it and they they did a sort of charity race thing online. So we we will help and we'll, we'll help if they want to do a stop judging or, or there's talk of a field day. So we do get involved to that extent, but
0: not too much. Try and distance yourself a wee
2: bit. Yeah, absolutely. Too old for that. Yeah. Too much else going on.
0: <laughs> what about when you weren't, as you say, too old for that? As I'm sure you're not, uh, did you did you get involved in quite a lot of activities with um lot?
2: We did. Um, like talent spots. I don't think I ever did the concert. wasn't really my thing. I did do the talent spot. You went along to different events and, and things. Yeah. And dances, yeah. obviously.
0: Of, of um, course. Um,
2: <laughs> I was more of a social member. That would be fair to say.
0: <laughs> yeah, just, and Young Farmers is brilliant for that. And, and quite a lot of the yeah. folk listen. Um, I have a lot of people listen that are sort of either not in our agricultural society sector no not an agricultural <coughs> sector or sort of in a wee bit but um not fully involved and they always ask about young farmers and i would tell anyone as someone who hasn't really done it i only really joined the young farmers this year for the first time ever at 25 you'll meet so many fantastic people you absolutely do not have to be a farmer um there's so much out there for folk and young farmers and it can find your careers and in- that so definitely check it out are we going to if- jump back yeah, sorry, sorry,
2: Jim. It's an amazing organisation to be part of. Another um, thing I did was speech making and it, it definitely helps set you in the right path and it's it's good and everybody all looks out for one another. It's like one big family.
0: It's quite, I assume it's quite daunting, the whole speech making thing. Or, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I'm not saying I was very good at it, but yeah, it, making yourself stand up and do it is good.
0: I feel like you're putting yourself down a lot here. You don't. You don't. You don't have to do that. <laughs> I'm sure you're. Know, it's
2: hard, It's hard. It's not. It's not something that's com- that comfortable with doing. But it certainly set, sets you. If you've got to to speak at all at anything, it does set you. In, um. It help. It's. It does help.
0: Yeah. 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 It's. It's good to push yourself out of comfort zone as well. It's good. Good for that. Yeah. Um It would be good to jump back in time a wee bit uh, there, Jane, could you tell us a bit about the beef and sheep farm you were brought up on?
2: <clears throat> yeah, we, we, well, just outside it's the lot, just, it's pretty similar to us, just cattle and sheep, um lived there with mum and mum and dad and my brother and sister, and um, we just, we helped in cutting time and that kind of thing, but we weren't really overly that involved, and um, Yeah.
0: Yeah, so it, it really, I mean, you said sort of it wasn't something that you expected to find yourself in. It really wasn't something that you were involved in when you had the yeah. opportunity and you were younger yet. Um, no. And then move, moving on, you said it's quite similar to what you have now. Could you tell us about the farm that you're on at the minute?
2: <clears throat> yeah, so we're just outside of Drummond. So we're sort of half, half on the National Park, half not. Um, 756 acres, a lot of it moorland. um got about 80 uh, beef cows and like five, six hundred sheep, a right. um, few pigs um, and thousands of chickens. <laughs> Bit of a Which will, <laughs> well, yeah,
0: it's somewhat of a menagerie. Um, yeah, yes. we will definitely definitely come on to Pigs and Poultry because um, I think it would be fair to say it certainly the pigs. It is not the common use of pigs for the whole year round anyway, <laughs> um, there's certainly some extra fun that they're used for which we'll get into. Um, beef cows, are you selling store or fat?
2: We sell all store.
0: All store, is all that the store. same for the sheep?
2: No, we usually finish our lambs so they would, um, they would put a lot of them away to wintering down at Newston. Yeah. Um, and then just, we just put everything away fat, usually sort of between Christmas, New Year time, and into the, into January. It right. just depends on the year, but yeah, we try and finish everything.
0: And uh, what, what are the main breeds you're running, both sheep and cattle?
2: Um, cattle, sort of Belgian blue crosses, a few cementals, um, one or two limousines. Just bought a young Charlie bull. Okay. Um, they're running a limousine bull just now. Sheep are er, texels, texel Crossies and swale deals.
0: What do you think of the swales? Very divisive.
2: <laughs> um, you should ask Craig. Craig, Craig hates blackies. So okay. the swales are, it would be his, his. He likes his swale deals. Um, they're certainly characters.
0: Yeah, <laughs> no, it's there's quite a lot of folk are, are, are talking about swales. I've got a few folk on that have got swales now, and, and very much like Craig, the reason for it is um not so fond of the blackies, <laughs> I'll put it as diplomatically as I can. Um, yeah, so uh, I mean we've got swales, quite a lot of them crossed with the blackie. Um, but um, I, I'm not in the farm all that often, but I'm quite a fan of them to be honest. I can see
2: yeah.
0: people's reservations with them. But um,
2: quite like them, um, yeah. Yeah. Well, we we went down. So so Helen, our middle daughter, decided during lockdown that she was wanting to come back home and farm, um, which we both thought, gosh, right? Because we had um, started to sort of cut numbers back a wee bit, just because it was just the two of us at home, trying. We're not getting younger, and um, make life a bit easier and. Uh, so Craig had a panic attack and thought, oh, we'll need to go and buy more sheep. So we went away down to Kirby Stevens and bought a whole lot of scale deal sort of um use and yeah. sort of boosted the numbers a wee bit last year. So yeah, they've done okay. They so okay. so
0: so that sort of five hundred to six hundred, was that less than that last year, or is that yeah, what worth- we-
2: We've upped our numbers slightly. We had we had gone back down to about 400s or so, right. and then we would buy in some store lambs as well um, just to have more to sell on at the back end. But, you know, we upped our sheet numbers again just a bit.
0: And you mentioned Helen, sorry, there's the clock. It's going to go eight times. <laughs> because normally, normally these clocks, you know, it's, it's eight times on the hour and one on the half. For some reason, half past eight is... Oh, three rings that that makes sense um oh well i mean <laughs> just not gonna put us off for too long um you mentioned helen came back to the farm there um there's there's the three girls are, are are they all interested in farming
2: no well yes and no so they'll all help um but kelly obviously has moved away now so she's down in Campbelltown or south end so she she's gone um Helen is working sort of part-time at home, part-time at the Cali market um, mm-hmm. because we can't really afford a, a full-time wage. Obviously, she's given up a job to come home, so that, that's a compromise there. And Shona is doing a, a degree in social sciences at Edinburgh, but she has actually learned to shear. So she Craig's been teaching her the last two or three years, so Craig does a bit of contract shearing in the summer. So he's been teaching her how to shear and this year's been her first year out with him and she's done fantastic. She got her best day yet was 158, I think. Which we just couldn't believe. For her first year out, she has she she's done really well. She's black and blue, covered in bruises right enough, but she's she's doing great. Um, no one's
0: showing her, I'm sure it would her.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Um yeah, no, she's doing great. We're eating Craig's really chuffed to bits with her because that's that's for being first year out, that's that's brilliant.
0: Absolutely. Well, um, for for comparison, Shona, if you're listening to your mum's podcast, I have shored all of 17 sheep in my entire life. Um so oh. <laughs> not that I'm someone you want to compare yourself to 158 uh, 158, bloody good going for a first year. Yes. Yeah.
2: That's excellent. I'm um, very proud of her.
0: No, deservedly so, Deservedly so. Maybe she'll be touring the world sometime, sometime soon.
2: She- so. I've, I've suggested that next year we'll enter her in the Highland in the women's uh, yeah. steering competition, but she's like, no, I am never, ever doing the Highland.
0: I, that's what a lot of folk I've heard say, and I've seen them up on the boards. I've, uh, we'll, we'll see, we'll see. Uh, Shona might be otherwise occupied at the Highland, as a few of us are um but uh <laughs> the uh on to, on to helen she's working at home so she's part-time with you uh is, is that sort of a set amount of hours roughly each week or does it change throughout the year
2: it just sort of, whatever um it depends yeah. on the day she's working so some days she can be working three days some it's only two days at this time of year because it's the markets quieter anyway Um, But she'll go and and do, well, she did a lambing job um, up at uh, Robert Patterson's off in Leigh this year. She was away for a month and did that and loved it, and then came home and helped lambing here. She'll go and cart silage. She's quite good in the tractor. Right. Um, So she goes and does that. So she's quite quite good at doing that kind of thing. So that's always extra income for her.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. In your words, you said uh, you're not getting any younger. Now I don't think you look a day past thirty-five. Um, but uh, <laughs> with, with the <laughs> with the with the goal there, would have is Helen sort of interested in taking over, or is that a discussion that's miles away?
2: Um, she's. I think she's interested in taking over. Um, she's not interested in hens, though. Okay. So um, she's. She's definitely into uh, her sheep. She likes sheep and she's well, 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 she's bucket rearing some calves just now. So we bought some Belgian blue heifer calves off a dairy place and she's bucket rearing them. She's already did a batch last year just to bring the cattle numbers up a bit as well. So um, yeah, she's into that. Yeah, she's got a lot to learn still though. <laughs>
0: Oh, definitely, yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, she's she's pretty young. Um, it's, uh, it's a big industry to learn in the day. None of us, none of us will ever learn at all. That's for sure. Um, right. mentioned mentioned hens a few times. Mentioned poultry. And for those of you not listen, those of you not listening, I wouldn't be speaking to you if you're not listening. For those of you listening, um, that maybe listen to the podcast and have came because you listen to the podcast and not because um you you know Jane. Uh, there will definitely be a mention of poultry in the title. Um. It's not just your typical 40 hens or five or six hens in the garden. It's uh, quite something you've got going on, Jane. So could you tell us a bit about Craigie Vern and Poultry and, and what the system is?
2: Um, well, we do, we do a couple of things. So we, we work with a company down south of England. Um, <clears throat> we're an agent for them and we supply the old chicks, like laying chicks um, and meat chicks throughout Scotland and, and the north of England as well, actually. Um, so we do that and get birds most months um, and also keep anything between sort of six and 800 day old laying chicks for myself. So we just sort of then grow them on and sell them either point of lay or half grown or, yeah. So we sell, we sell a lot of hens.
0: So are you... You're never having hens laying with you, no.
2: Um, no. And well, sometimes they do start just quite just before they go if they, if if it's been sure. quieter and, yeah, but not really. No, I try and get them away before they start laying. So sometimes we can have sort of <coughs> four four different age groups, five different age groups. So point of lay, maybe a couple of different ages at point of lay point of lay for me is 16 weeks onwards so I can maybe have some at 16 weeks and some at 20 weeks and then you know if I've got if I've got them every sort of four five six weeks I've always got different age groups coming on right Um, so we have birds all year round and by uh, a point of lay here
0: well, right. so right so I was just going to ask so there's always point of lay available it's, it's, it's yes. consistent right yeah yes.
2: so there's certain times of year I will try and have less of lay so obviously the winter time i don't want to have as many as i would have in the spring time but yeah we have them all year round
0: and you said you know point of lay can be anywhere from 16 to 20 weeks is that variable in breed or is that just
2: no just that's just i just see i class them point of lay when they get to 16 weeks some people class point of lays at 12 weeks you know it just but I, I would just say 16 weeks and then that's that's point of lay. Um, but they won't lay, your hybrids will not lay till they're into sort of 20, 22 weeks or so. It just depends on the time of year. Um, but yeah, but 16 weeks is point of lay.
0: So I'm, I'm going to embarrass myself here and it's fine, I do it all the time. Um, but I can just feel mum watching this podcast absolutely cringing at the question I'm about to ask. Um, if you're saying hybrids aren't laying until 22, 24 weeks, but some people call point of lay 12. Is point of lay just a term then? It doesn't strictly mean yeah. that these guys well, are going lay, right, okay. It
2: should mean that they're sort of point of lay, but I mean a, a, a pullet will start laying some of them start laying at 20 weeks, you know, if you push them, I don't push my birds on um, I I do it slightly, well I, I do it very much differently than other people that rear pullets so most of your pullets that are reared are reared in big units big sheds and they're just they come on they're they're, they're pushed on almost whereas i i don't i i rear them in for about six seven weeks and then i put them out into rearing huts and then they're outside and they're free range after a week of you know and so they're, they're slower growing so um but they're they're more more naturally reared
0: well it will be i think i think with with all things when you're aiming for higher quality which i would think it would be fair to say that is maybe maybe the quality's not strictly higher but certainly from a welfare perspective you're gonna have higher inputs aren't you from whether that's label yeah. labor or whatever um so that that was that was layers uh, i think you said you do you see you broilers as well that you're selling on
2: yeah well we do i i don't i i tend to well for example I went away yesterday and picked up a few thousand of those but i just distributed them to my customers and came home with no chicks right which was great um sometimes if it's extra i have them myself and i I bring them on and we eat all our own chicken Um, but i didn't have any extra yesterday so that was good um and yep just distributed them there's quite a lot of people rearing birds now sort of smaller um okay places um so it's quite a big thing
0: have have you felt the impact of that other places doing it
2: yeah well um near meat meat birds well obviously because i'm supplying them with their meat birds um since covid that has really taken off i think right yeah people are sort of Um, more local it, it
0: does seem to be that. I, I think, you know, near the start, there seemed to be this push towards, for example, your lambs and your beefs as opposed to your your tofus and your, your mushroom-based products, like uh, uh, I get it, corn, that sort of thing, because people find it easier to work with and you have to work with it, and, and like eggs and chicken and that sort of thing comes into that as well, and I, I think that's got to be a good thing. Uh, that... I'm not sure how things are
2: going to happen <laughs> Go towards as as, as everybody's uh, belts get tighter. I, I'm not quite sure how it's it's gonna go. I, I have seen a we sell pork and I have seen quite a, a that slowed down um because it's it? it's a bit more expensive than than buying your know, cheaper foreign bacon in the supermarket. And I can't blame people for wanting to buy that if, if money is tight.
0: I, I agree. I think sometimes as 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 the farming community there's this sort of underlying opinion that oh you should buy quality but it's just not simply that easy you know especially at times like this where it's two pound for fuel and it's it's whatever you know um it, it is the, the the worry comes in there then is should we be having you know british standard from a welfare and environmental perspective sitting right next to and i'm not going to throw out a country's name because i've been in trouble for that before but other countries that are not meeting those standards sitting next to each other i don't know it's the same um, it's one of I the don't, worries of great I deals. Don't think
2: we should I say I tell people to not I tell people to eat less meat if that if you can't afford to eat as much meat, eat less meat, but buy quality meat.
0: <coughs> sure. Yeah, Make, makes a lot of sense. Um so I'm sure a lot of people are are are, are listening <clears throat> and thinking like I do, because I know I'm very numbery based, or maybe it's just me that's interested in this. How many birds will be on your place at any given time? No, that's obviously from from day
2: um, old to quite old. Google. Um, I I I ask this quite often, and I usually say about fifteen hundred. I do think it'll be nearer two thousand, right? Probably over two thousand because we do have about a hundred layers, although not quite as many at the moment because there's been a fox coming through the day and nabbing a chicken every so okay. often. Yeah. So Craig saw it the other day, Um, so they are currently all shut in because I was noticed a a lot of um, lot less eggs. Um, And also we've got a few pure bees, so we hatch, we've got a big increase and we hatch quite a few birds out ourselves as well. So we hatch um, some pure bees, only about seven or eight different bees. Um, So we've got breeding birds as well. And just get ducks and things. So yeah, pretty, It will be over two thousand. I don't have an actual actual figure.
0: I don't think you'd have it to like you know, <laughs> the closest two or something like
2: that. Like. We're running total like the sheep.
0: Look. It would be pretty impressive if I'd asked that. You should have just done that with confidence. You know, uh, seventeen hundred and forty-two. <laughs> <laughs> After that, fox forty-one. You know,
2: um... it changes. It changes every day because <clears throat> it's go probably, most days. So it it just changes all the time.
0: No, I I can imagine, I can imagine. And is
1: there? I hope you've kicked your feet up and got comfy and enjoying another fantastic episode of the R2 cast with another really interesting guest. I would just like to quickly take another second to plug the sponsors of the show today, the Scottish farmer. And I would strongly advise you to go out and pick one up this week and see even more of the fantastic people that are in our industry.
0: Pardon my absolute lack of knowledge of, of chicken production because it is low. Um, what what are your main laying breeds that you're dealing with? Are they are they crossbreds? Are they pures? Are they? Is there? Yeah. They're
2: all <laughs> they're all hybrids. But I, so a, a brown hen is a hybrid. But you can also get different coloured hybrids, which are but I mean, all, a hybrid is just a cross. Right. And they've they've crossed many different things like Moran's and Sussex with like Rhode Island Red and they've they've crossed all these birds to make good layers so that and and you get nice coloured birds and most people tend to want sort of two or three for the back garden and they want them all to look different because they're pets.
0: So aiming for that variation is is part of it. Right got you got you. Um, You mentioned the pigs a couple of times. Uh, Do you sell... Well, I think you mentioned you did. You sell sort of your own product sort of direct to the consumer, or do they go through markets, or both?
2: Um, we sell we sell through a sort of neighbour food scheme, or we sell direct to customers. Um, and we said there's a butcher takes them as well. Right. Uh, we've only got at the moment. We've only got one sow, and we've got two young gilts coming on. We've got our own boar. Um, and we, we we bought in a few wieners as well because we do the pig raising, so we like them to be a bit more colour like different colours as well so that they look a bit different um but yeah we, this the pigs is purely accidental because i wanted a couple of wieners just to fatten for the freezer and before i knew it craig had a whole breeding program going on so that's <laughs> totally <win>. not me <laughs> well they are good fun no
0: and (laughs) and they are good fun fun. (laughs) yeah they they are and for those of you listening you did hear the words pig racing correctly Um, (laughs) tell us about that I mean there's so many questions here Jane I could say why did you consider that I mean just tell us about pig (laughs) racing
2: pig racing again was Craig started so um, back I can't remember what year it was um, when they couldn't have we had a driven show get changed. It was in August and it was in a different field. And um, he, I did the main ring entertainment. At the time he says, "No, I'll, I'll do entertainment for you. I'm going to do pig racing. I'm like, oh, you're off your head. Anyway, he did. He did it. And from that, uh, somebody from another show said, would you come to our show and do that? And then it just sort of it kind of escalated. We'd see. Yeah. We don't do many shows, just Sort of. I mean, with this year, we've got a gala day <laughs> to go to, and okay, oh, we've been the Aaron show. We're still to go to Eiley this year. Going to Campbelltown. and um, yeah, it's good fun. So they, they they run in heats, and and then there's a finale. And this year we've introduced a bit bit more entertainment. We've got some jumps, and there's a water feature to go through. So <laughs> it's a uh, it's a bit it doesn't always go to plan which you can see everybody thinking oh cringe but we know that it won't always go to plan so then that's part of the fun
0: so when was the first time you done that then
2: it, i can't remember what year it was it was at German show it was a, quite a few years ago maybe yeah. sort of six, six or so years seven years ago or, or so you did
0: um, did you do that in 2019 Yes. The year before COVID, yeah, 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 and yeah. are you coming back this year?
2: No. No, no. I thought, I thought you
0: said. I thought you said we're going no, to no,
2: Ireland. Going to Ireland. Ah,
0: got you, got you, got you. Um, yeah. That'll be good. that be good. We've been.
2: We've been to Butte. We've been to Butte as well. We've uh, been, been to a few islands.
0: Well traveled. They, they, they
2: actually place. love it. They actually love it because we train. We train them at home. We've got a racing track set up at home. And he goes out and, and takes them, and you know they 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 they're desperate to go on the trailer. They know right. they're they're going to be. and they get because they get fed and as well, and they just they're queuing up to to on the
0: trailer to go. Um, is, um, when are you releasing a video of the home training?
2: <laughs> we, we have, we to have see got that. some. Oh have you. there, there, is, there is one. Um, I think we filmed the one. Loftwoman Young Farmers that was um, filmed at home we had um, I think we had the the Manitou set up and one of the girls were up in that and filmed it
0: excellent well fantastic you'll find it we'll have to do a wee hunt for that we'll have to do a wee hunt for that (laughs) Um, pig racing is not the only time you find yourself at shows Uh, you you find yourself at shows with the poultry side as well Jane certainly one of the most most educational I think uh, sort of stands, you'll see it at quite a lot of shows I never actually saw it at the Highlands because as we've said I was otherwise occupied, uh, we're going to get into that uh, but um, saw it at show and I've seen it at the Highlands many a time before, could you tell us a bit about that?
2: Yeah um, Airshow I've done a few years now I don't, it's just like obviously one day so it, it's, I just bring along a few birds and do a bit of educational stuff and some tricks and things the Highlands might be the biggie for me we um we we have chicks hatching at the highlands every day when we're there. That's the plan. And um, we have small birds, we have just try and educate people a wee bit about about poultry. Um, it's always a really busy tent. Yeah. It's always massively busy. Um,
0: and you've got you've got some you've got some gorgeous birds in show, you know. It's it's not just you know, it's not boring. There's there's a lot to see. You know, you're shown variation as well
2: yeah well we can't bring everything and and i, I didn't have a massive tent at the highland uh, unfortunately i was just there myself this year normally we do it in conjunction with the poultry show but because of bird flu that wasn't allowed mm. to go ahead again this year um so it was just me um i can't bring <laughs> everything i'd rather there was more space for people to move about and and see things and so we were able to speak to people um, the chicks hatching is a massive thing. People was it. <laughs> that will be yeah. People come in every day to see what else is hatched. Yeah. Um, it's the most nerve wracking thing for me to be doing right enough because <laughs> getting that all oh, so that you've got birds hatching every day, getting them through to the show. It's the last thing I do before we leave Craigie is is box up hatching eggs. I even had an a uh, chick hatched. On the m9 on the way through to the show <laughs> so i got there and i had a i had a a new arrival um it's just getting it getting it right um well,
0: fair, fair play to you that's that's quite something that's like the 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 chicken hen hen equivalent of a lamb and live isn't it really is <laughs> you know absolutely. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. I mean, that in itself is impressive. Uh, that's that's the sort of story you can tell for a while. Is is it purely educational, or do you do you sell your birds at the Highlands as
2: well? We don't sell it at the Highlands. Um, it is just purely educational. Although I do get a lot of, I, I get a lot of people come back to me throughout the for year sure. that have seen me at the Highland and, and 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 have a chat to us at the Highland because there's lots of people still interested. Believe it or not, not everybody in the country's got chickens yet. I thought they had during COVID, but they haven't. And you still get people talking to you about it. And can we do it in our back garden? And, and um, yeah, we're just happy to chat. Yeah.
0: No, well, not I, by Sunday,
2: you, right enough. Usually by Sunday, I've had enough to chat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's normally the case with these four day shows that the last day it's just yeah. sort of a nah, home sounds pretty yeah. nice for but
2: Sunday afternoon, <laughs> usually by sort of three o'clock, I've reached my limit. But
0: <laughs> um you mentioned bird flu there. Has uh-huh. has that impacted you guys majorly?
2: Yes. It's yeah. pain in the backside, it trying to keep things undercover for me because my i I'm set up to have them out. Mm-hmm. Um and you end up with muddy runs and, and it's not how I want to be reading birds. Um it's also impacts on sales because People sort of tend to not want to be buying birds if they've got to shut them in. So because they didn't lift the lockdown till a bit later this year, I would say spring was a bit slower than the norm, but it's been nuts just now. Normally I'd be a bit quieter at this time of year, but it's a bit it's a bit nuts still. Yeah. Um, and I actually don't know what I find it quite sad that there's not poultry shows, although we don't show ourselves purely because we don't have time I find it quite sad because there's a lot of people that they they breed purely for showing Mm -hmm. and that that could be lost if 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 this continues and I think I don't know what's going to there's dead birds all up the west coast now Ayrshire Argyll you know it's really bad
0: it is very and it's interesting you say there about, you know, you could lose that, the sort of breeding show. And I mean, I think <clears throat> I can't speak for every every show I've been to, but I've been to, I think, 12 shows so far this year. And because we've been away for what's basically three years, um, the the numbers are down. You know, I, I, I would say certainly in the small shows. And if you get out of the way of things for a while, it, it'll, hopefully it doesn't fall off, but, but it absolutely could. Um you said about birds sort of appearing our local vet put a post up today which is what are we today the 21st of July that yesterday or no sorry in the last eight days there's been 136 birds on Aaron's shorts that's just Aaron um so that's (laughs) so it's a pretty big figure um yeah seems to be some issue with she needs different clearance before she can actually analyze as well so she can't get that yet um yeah it's it's a it's a worrying time, and just just viewers, one thing I should say: when Jane mentioned lockdown, she meant um, a, a, a bird flu lockdown. That wasn't talking about um, the the lockdown we all know about. Uh, was it April first it came, and then it was delayed a bit? Is that is it around it, April? was. It, was
2: it normally it's about April it gets lifted, right? Because um, this has been going on three years, uh, um, but nor uh, they, but they delayed because because you're. You had to change your egg labels and things because your birds were no longer classed as free range because they'd been shut in for so long. So it did go on a bit longer. Um, I'm not sure. I really am not sure how how it's going to work because it's so bad <clears throat> that that I can see as having to be shutting things up again earlier this year the way it's going.
0: No, not not easy, and it's it's not a nice uh, environment once they are locked in. It's not. No. Not positive at all. Um, the So with, with, it's interesting you say free range there, because does that then mean for a period of time there was no free range UKX?
2: There's well, could be. Te- technically they weren't free range at all, but right. there's a t- I can't remember the exact limit. But they are, they could still be sold as free range, until a certain date and because the lockdown wasn't lifted beyond that date then they were no longer free range but they weren't they weren't free right they weren't really free range but they had labelling was going to have to be changed
0: got you got you um yeah worrying and it's it's uh it's one of one of the biggest worries in farming really is is avian influenza and the knock on effects and direct effects it's having like you're saying um hopefully hopefully we we it's it might more short lived like
2: and run its course I but the problem is with um with diseases in farms that you know the cattle and sheep you can sort of control them to an extent but this wild birds are carrying it so you can't really control where a bird flies so you've got, there is no control other than keeping your own birds safe.
0: Yeah, and and what would what what happens if 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 your birds do get bird flu? Is it an instant death? Is it a what what, what actually is it like? Yeah.
2: I don't know terribly, terribly much about it. I think from what I can hear, it it's a bit. They have problems breathing. I don't know how quick it is, right. and, and I don't yeah. I don't know how quick you would you would know. I think they die quite quickly.
0: Yeah. Um, so you or what avoid it that's for sure
2: yeah um, no you certainly don't want it and if, yeah. if you had it you would then or someone near you had it that you then go into being in a zone and um that you wouldn't be able to be moving birds within but I, i'm not sure if we're even anywhere forward with getting a vaccination for, right. for commercial or, or domestic birds i really i don't know I don't know an awful lot about it. I probably should know more about it because I think it is a, it's its is—it's—it's becoming such a big thing.
0: No, I, I guess the, the, the thing that matters to you is them not getting it. So that's the part that, that matters mm-hmm. to you, yeah. knowing exactly what it does isn't the end of the world. That's, yeah. that's someone else's job and hopefully one you won't have to deal with um, yeah. directly. Uh, there's there's one other thing I wanted to ask you about in general, Jane. I think you guys have got... a. a some accommodation as well. Have you got a guest house? Is that right?
2: Yeah, we've got a holiday cottage.
0: That's what it is. How's is that going? Yeah. Has it done well?
2: Yeah, no, it's good. Um good. it's been a different <clears> sort of year, but from speaking to everybody, everybody's in the same boat. It's been sort of slower. There's more foreigners now arriving, but it we had we didn't get them earlier on in the year. Um I'm fully booked all summer and but I've not got a lot in September, October it seems to be quite last minute okay um, so hopefully we'll get booked up beyond the summer i'm not overly worried in um, i'm not sure i think if everybody's either going abroad or not going on holiday or this year um, it, but it, no, it, it's fine
0: the whole cost of living thing will have an impact it's it's got to in i think yeah, I mean, over the last week on Arran, I've been going round. I think it's something like thirty-two places on the island, and not one of them have said they're busy. <laughs> you know, and, and Arran is a bloody busy place in the summer time. Well,
2: you've you've got the boat problem though as well.
0: We do, and it, uh, yes, and it can't help.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but we, we um, I, I think the price of fuel is, you know, if if you're coming from a foreign country, hiring a car is really not cheap. And then you've got to put fuel in it as well. Um, it's a lot. It's a lot of money. Um, I I I was very excited yesterday because I found fuel uh, diesel at one one ninety three. That was a highlight. Imagine. <laughs> I
0: know one ninety three. Excited at one ninety three. It's mental. <laughs> um, it was. Do you know the first? We're in like the sort of second spike at the minute of fuel prices. The first one in early June. Um, Aaron was at two nineteen. Wow. <laughs> i can almost buy a pint for this you know <laughs> it's, it's insane um I but yeah it's hitting everything it's hitting fertilizer it's hitting feed it's hitting everything everything is going to fly up and certainly wages aren't going to be doing the same so so uh tourism is going to take a hit um it's been yeah. a very dull last 10 minutes of this podcast <laughs> really, like really now. i know i'm so sorry uh, uh, <laughs> No, oh, I think
2: true. it's positive. Yeah. People will maybe not be able to afford to go abroad next year, so it'll be fine. I I think it'll all be fine. <laughs> if people still want holidays. Um it'll be fine. It's, I just think people are thinking about it and, and and doing it sort of a bit more last minute
0: now. So. Mm-hmm. It is quite swings and roundabouts, these types of things. They <laughs> bounce from good to bad. Um but it was very positive up until 10 minutes ago. So let's try to get back on the positive. <laughs> right. um, oh, it's what, all good. Jane, what's that?
2: It's all good. All
0: it, is, it is all good. It is indeed. Um, everything works out. Um, Jane and I did this, not a podcast. Uh, I interviewed Jane, God, it'll be two years ago in October. Um for a short, I don't know if you've ever just a short little post about yourself. <clears> uh, <throat> uh, I am slowly ticking off, because I've done, this will be 53 podcasts, which means I've done 79 interviews, because I did 26 before. And I'm trying to tick off everyone. Um, so Jane is another one ticked off that I've, I've converted from a written interview into a, a podcast. So it's been very good to do it. It's been good to sort of cover the story and and to go from having had that chat and having to write it down and people having to read the story to actually having to hear it is always good. But there is always two things I ask everyone at the end, and I'm going to guess you're not a podcast listener because you're very busy. Um, oh, I do
2: sometimes <clears throat> listen to podcasts, actually. These ones? Um, I, yeah, I, I do sometimes, yes. If I'm in a shed, mucking out a shed or something like that, sometimes I don't like listening to music. Sometimes... Because I quite I, I think too much about things, so sometimes it's quite nice to listen to something else, and then you don't know, you can't think.
0: So have you I listened think. to what? Have you listened to any R two casts?
2: I think I have listened to a couple, and I've listened to a couple of Cami Wilsons as well, and yes, I listened yes. to him interviewing you.
0: Well, I, it was it was kind of strange that because that felt the wrong way around. <laughs> <felt the> wrong <laughs> way around. Um, yeah.
2: Yeah, <laughs> oh, I, do. I do
0: listen to podcasts. Um, well, the, the two questions I ask everyone is, uh, first off, where do you see yourself in five years? And uh, secondly, if, if you would tips for folk coming into farming, now it's quite a cool one because you've came from farming, but really had no intention of, of being there. Um, you know, what tips would they be?
2: Gosh. Um, <laughs> in, five, in five years' time, I would like to think I was still... Working here, growing my chicken empire. I, yeah, I can't, I can't see me doing anything else. I really can't. I'm quite. I love being at home, um, and being my own boss. Um, how to get into? Tips to get into farming? I just like got to follow your dreams and just do what you want to do. I, I don't. There's no easy way of getting into farming. Not now. I struggling to answer
0: that one no it's you know that answer is very similar to a lot people give is it is not an easy one to get into um and the the best one is just working hard pushing and that's what so many folks say because it's true it's a it's a opinion based industry so if if you hear such and such is good you'll tell me i'll tell them and that's that's how word gets out so um i love hearing folks five year thing especially when they answer what you did. Um, not that everyone answers building a chicken empire, answers that doing the same thing that, that, that they're doing uh, because it, it means, means they're enjoying it. So that's, that's always good to hear. Um, yeah, do you think there's any parts of the story of Jane Harrow that we've not covered that we should have?
2: Not really, no. no? <laughs> not much to my story. What I would like, I would like to add is moving forward, I would like to have some staff so that I can have a few more days off. That's, yes, what, I that's where I want to be in five years' time.
0: <laughs> I, I <laughs> so like, I'm
2: not sorry? a member of staff. That's what we're working toward I'm working towards having someone help me because it is getting Craig does help me, but he's got enough of his own stuff to do. I'd like to be able to afford to pay somebody part time or, or something like that to actually help.
0: And you've, you've said you've said that will not be Helen. Uh, They
2: hate hate chickens. They actually hate chickens. (laughs) All three of them? No, they they will all do. Um, Poor Kelly has to deliver birds to Campbelltown every time she's here. Um,
0: So
2: they will all deal with them, but it's not their favourite thing. They would rather go on. and keep
0: them. S- certainly get them to work anyway but um, no it's been great to chat uh, Jane it, it always is um, and it's just a bit different when it's on camera so that's, that's been very good I'm just going to quickly check this has been number 53 for those of you listening I hope you've enjoyed um, next week for those of you who who watch TikTok and use TikTok I know I do completely addicted do you use it Jane?
2: Sometimes I don't, I don't <laughs> ever post anything of me but I sometimes watch it
0: It's just too much of, it's just so easy to just spend your day scrolling and I actually have started posting TikToks, I am addicted to that as well now, but um, we have someone next week that I believe has 90,000 followers on TikTok, Um, uh, so Charlotte Ashley Farms will be coming on uh, next week, so look forward to seeing you then and thank you again, Jane.
2: Thank you.
0: See you all next week. Well, that's it. Another
1: R2Cast finished, another agricultural mind opened up. And I would just like to say that getting these guests on board eh, it does take time eh, and it always has done. But I've now went weekly and with that comes even more time required. And I would just like to finally thank once more The Scottish Farmer for sponsoring the show and making that much more possible. Please be sure to get in touch if you've any ideas of people you'd like to see on the podcast. Or maybe ideas you have for me presenting better, because I definitely do require that. See you in the next one.